I'm Danny. I'm Julia. And we're gonna rate dads. Um, if you've already listened to this, skip 30, 15 seconds on your Whatever, yeah. Whatever. We're just gonna go over the same stuff that we go over at the beginning of every podcast. Uh, we have four we have four ratings for our dads. We have flatliner, which means we don't have enough information. Just know, which means they should never be given a child by our army of yeah. stalks that drop They're the babies. worst. They're worst. Shouldn't be dads. Complex means they need to read a parenting book and they've got some KPIs where they need to improve, you know. Yeah. Uh, and valid means they're probably fine. They're, they're probably fine. Pretty good dads, you know. Good deal. Also, it could be, like, excellent, absolutely fantastic, yeah. top-notch, top-rate dads. But top generally rate. just, like, good dads. Good dads. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so this week, Danny. I'm going first. And I'm going to do Mel Horowitz from Clueless, who you may not know his actual name, because he's... I don't think they're... They, they sort of say his name, and you know what Cher's last name is, but you never really see the two together. It's yeah. Cher's dad from Clueless. <laughs> Um, uh, so if you have, if you've been living under a rock and you've never watched Clueless, the story is about this girl, she's like 60 years old, um, and, uh, it's sort of based on the story of Emma, it's kind of like this, this rich, posh girl, kind of learning to be a bit less selfish and think about other people a bit more. Mm, and to be a bit more aware of her power of society and like, you know, it's just Mm. a grow, it's like a growing up story, but for girls. Um, and, uh, her dad in the, in the film is a litigator, so he's, like, a very scary lawyer, um, and I will sort of be rating him as well on her, how he dads her stepbrother, Josh, because he's not really her stepbrother anymore. Yeah. Their parent, he was married to Josh's mum, but I don't know if Josh gets along with his mum all that much, he, like, he keeps showing up at Mel's house and being, (laughs) their food and stuff like that, and he doesn't want to go home for Easter because his dad, his mum's remarried. Uh, and his new dad is arguing with him a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was Josh's dad figure, like, officially, and now he's not anymore in the film, but he still is. Yeah, basically. he still has a little bit of influence on him. So, uh, um, and he actually, he's quite, I would say he's he was a pretty good dad. I'm just going to lay it out there. I don't necessarily think he teaches his children the best values, but he's certainly there for them and he encourages them. Yeah. Like, um, he he says, he tells Cher that you divorce wives, not children, which I feel is great. Yeah. It's like, he's fully on board with being there for Josh and letting Josh stay at his house. He's like, he doesn't have an issue with that. Mm, yeah. He's like, I was your dad for a bit, so now I guess I'm going to be your sort of dad for the rest of my life. It's fine. Um, he's a bit of a shouter, I won't lie. Like he, But um, it's never really directed at his children. It's more like... <laughs> I would say he's probably a terrible boss. (laughs) I would be terrified of him. Uh, He'd probably get a lot of HR complaints today. He does a lot of work at home as well with, like, his, like... Team. Yeah. Which, I guess, is a good thing in terms of Danny, because he's, like, there around a lot. More than he probably would be if he Hmm. was such a high-powered lawyer but working from the office all the time. I don't know if that's deliberate on his part, because he's clearly a single parent at this point in time. Mm. Like, Cher's mother is dead. 
Um, and he doesn't have a wife at the moment. Uh, although he's got a housekeeper and a gardener and stuff like mm. that, he is Cher's main parent. Um, uh, Cher clearly loves him a lot. She does a lot for his health. Like, she's always making him try to drink orange juice and eat foods that will lower his cholesterol or not make it worse. And he's always like, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, no, the doctor wants you to get it down to, like, 200 or something. You're like, oh, my God. And he does do what she says, like... He does what she says, exactly. Yeah. It's very cute. Um, uh, he'll he'll always try to make them have dinner together, like, have a sit-down proper meal. So um, he'll usually be like, we're having a nice family dinner. Nobody answers their phones. And then he gets a telephone call. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have to take this. <laughs> what is it? By Monday! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like he's trying mm. he's maybe not succeeding um and like when Josh comes over for dinner he doesn't make a big fuss or anything like that there's just an extra place set for him he asks him what he wants to do with school what um and he tries to give him advice because Josh wants to be a lawyer like him yeah. he's like oh I want to do environmental law and he's like you sure you don't want to you want to be unhappy for the rest of your life <laughs> but it's all very like kind of joking as yeah, well it's yeah. not like Super like, ugh. No, no, no. It's not force. I don't think he would force him to do corporate law. He's just like, look, it'll be a real slog if you do environmental law. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants Cher to have direction, and he asks her to see her, her report card, so he's clearly, like, fairly on top of mm-hmm. her schoolwork and stuff like that. Um, and then Cher says something like, it's not finished yet because the teachers are trying to lowball her, and she knows that a first offer is just a jumping-off point. And you can see his direct influence on her there. Like, Cher enjoys, or she, I think, she spends almost more effort arguing her way out of problems than she does actually avoiding them in the first place. <laughs> like, she could just study and do, try and do well in her classes and stuff, but she's like, no, she she puts the effort into, like, getting better grades through talking to her teachers mm. and stuff. I think that's indicative of, like, just the sheer amount of blind self-confidence that she has yeah. at the beginning. Like, she does go through this period where... It drops down a bit. Yeah. But clearly he's instilled her with a lot of confidence. So she doesn't think she needs to study. And then when she doesn't get the grade she wants, it's like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's their I've, fault. Kind of got um, and I can definitely talk them out and they're not going to say no. Yeah. Um, and like, that's a great life skill to have because as an adult, you know that 90% of everything is just bullshitting. You just bullshitting your way through life. Yeah. So is everybody else. With everybody else. Um, <laughs> and you've got to like prod them to get them to bullshit something slightly different sometimes yeah exactly so like it's 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 a good skill to have but also you're kind of like you should maybe go to study a little bit so she has some knowledge but it's fine um uh and he he says very good he's like he's like well that's a you know he's he's proud of her he's proud of her um he forbids her from driving her jeep without a proper driver's license or a permit and he um he does buy her a car to learn on and stuff like that. I think she abuses it a little bit. I think because he's a working dad. Mm. He doesn't have quite so much view of her doing stuff during the day. Yeah. Like, she gets quite a free range. She does, yeah. She's a free range little chicken yeah. who's running around, you know? <laughs> She's off causing terror. Um, Not deliberately. She just doesn't realise the consequences. She's a teenager. Yeah, she is a teenager. Um, he's like, I absolutely forbid you from driving without a license or without uh, somebody in the car that has a license. So mm-hmm. she goes and bullies Josh into doing it. Um, and when she gets her grades up to A's by arguing and getting her teachers to, like, get together so they're happier and they'll be nice for everybody. Um, and she's not doing any extra credit work or retaking any exams. He's really proud. Um, and he says, I couldn't be happier if they were based on real grades. <laughs> 
Yeah. What did she have before? Like she got she got her grade up from a C plus to an A minus. Okay, that's yeah. All right. Like C plus isn't terrible. If she was getting like D's, no, 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 no. yeah, then. Um. So um, they also have a bit where she introduces her new friend Ty. Uh, this is the bit where he answers the phone at dinner after saying, "Well, have a nice family. Sit down." <laughs> he answers his phone. He asks what she does at school today. She asks something like, oh, I've worn, I've broken some new shoes or something. <laughs> You're like, yeah. You should be on this a bit more, but whatever. Um, when she goes out to a party, he rings her because it's quite late to find out where she is and tells her she has to be home in 20 minutes. So I think he's kind of, he's not totally negligent. It's just, he doesn't always, I think during the day when he's working. I think he has like these values of like, what she should be doing. Mm. But he doesn't necessarily really plan ahead to get that to no. happen. Um, like, he's like, yeah, you can go to your party. And then doesn't say, like, maybe in advance you need to be home by this time or whatever. I don't think she even tells him she's going to the party. Oh, she just go? I think she just goes. Or she says, like, she's going out with her friends. Oh, no, that was when she goes to the, the frat party. Yeah. He tells her she could go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. This is the one in the valley mm. where where she, she gets hella gone. <laughs> she gets gone, but she gets mugged. Uh, she doesn't want to call him because she knows he would freak out. So she rings Josh. Um, so and then the second time she goes out for a party, she goes out with Christian. Uh, he arrives to take her out. Her dad gives him the shovel talk. It's quite good. He mm. he checks if he drinks, and he's like, "No, I'm all right." And he's like, "I'm not asking you if you want a drink." <laughs> like Christian has some balls. Um, Christian is like. A 30-year-old man in a teenager's body, but with teenage hormones. Yeah. And, like, really weird taste. Yeah. Also, he's, he's really not into girls. Uh, yeah, and he sort of, like, Josh prompts him, but he's like, he's like, what is she wearing? Are you going to let her go out like that? And he's like, shake it in here. And then he's like, what are you wearing? He looks like underwear. <laughs> and it's great. Um, and she's like, oh, I'll put something over it. And, like... She puts a completely sheer shirt over the top that's shorter than the dress. <laughs> <laughs> She's got sleeves, to be fair. Um, and her, her friend Christian's like, your dad's really scary. She's like, I know, right? He's great. <laughs> like, clearly, they have a lovely relationship. They have a great relationship. Um, he collects lots of arts and stuff. Um, uh, there's another bit where Cher's kind of realised that she has feelings for Josh, but she doesn't think that he likes her because he criticises her after-school activities and stuff and calls her selfish, which he is. Mm. She's fairly selfish. Um, so she's hovering outside of her office and he asks her what's wrong and he, like, gives her some, like, easy work to help him out with, like, mm. highlighting and stuff. Because, yeah. I don't know, I think he realised that she wants to just hang out with him. Um, and she starts talking about her problems and she's like, I don't think that's, I don't think I can argue my way out of it. And he's like, tell me what the problem is and we'll figure out how to argue it. <laughs> clearly this is how, this is where she gets it from. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she's like, oh, the only thing this boy likes me, he's like, this boy is obviously a complete moron, and I'm not sure I want you with this stupid boy. <laughs> yeah. If he can't appreciate your qualities, he's exactly. garbage. Exactly, he's a garbage boy. Well, everybody wants their parents to say, like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and he reassures her that she's really nice and good, and he reminds her of her good qualities, where, like, she always takes care of him, and she always, like, she she does a lot of stuff around the house, like, she does, she runs garden parties and stuff for him like I think she takes on a lot more like Emma does in the book like kind of like the mum the mum in the house and, role yeah in like a very quite like an old-fashioned way but yeah. obviously that's what she wants to do yeah that's what she so I think she enjoys taking care of people and making sure that everything's nice for her dad mm-hmm. and like the people she cares about I think maybe this movie has helped her expand her mm-hmm. taking care of people 
circle to encompass people outside of it. But she's very, very generous person mm. with people who are struggling up close. Like, she won't let Ty get bullied at school. Like, um, people are making fun of her, and she's like, no. Yeah. I think the thing in it's kind of like a different, slightly different moral from how it actually plays out in Emma. Because mm. in this, it's more like she's pretty good at taking care of people around her. Obviously, she's a bit short-sighted with Ty mm. and, like, telling her that Ellen likes her. selfish place as well. Like, she wants to make them be like her rather than let them be herself, themselves, if that mm. makes sense. Or I, I mean, I get that's kind of more... Like, in Emma, mm. it's more like, I want to make everything good for people, but she doesn't really consider what they want. She just yeah. considers what she thinks would be good for them. Yeah. Whereas in this, I do think she is kind of taking into account what she thinks other people do want. Mm. She's just not very good at it. Yeah, like, she she was, like, told Ty you shouldn't go out with this boy. He's, like, a slacker or whatever. He is, to be honest with you. And she doesn't... Ty doesn't go out with him until the end until he's, like, cleaned up his act a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. he starts doing more skateboarding professionally and, like, he starts getting a bit more drive and purpose in life. Yeah, and a bit more responsibility. A bit more responsibility, which I think is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so what's the last point? Um, oh, and there's a bit where um, he, he's generally quite nice with her, even though she's being a bit silly. Like, there's a bit where she's collecting things for the charity drive. and She's taking all her skis and sports gear <laughs> for all these people who have lost their homes. And he's like, I don't think they need your skis, sweetie. And she's like, Daddy, some people have lost everything. That includes sporting equipment. <laughs> he just lets it go. He's like, all right. Somebody so, gets some skis out of it. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. So those are all my notes. I think he's... I think he's valid. I don't necessarily... I think he got quite of lucky with Cher. I think if he had had a more poorly-natured child, like, like, you know Mm. what I mean? Like a more... It it was a more difficult and kind Mm. of... Because she is very headstrong, but she's not headstrong in a way, like, in a super defiant way. No. Like, if he asks her to do something, she'll she'll do it, but she'll just do it in her own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um... uh, so, yeah, um, I think, I think overall valid. Like, yeah. He, se- he seemed to do all right with Cher the first time around. Yeah. She, she was I a perfectly like, fine person at the beginning of the movie. Exactly. She did need to have some growth, but that wasn't something that necessarily oh, a parent could have, like, like just, imbued in her. Yeah, she's a teenager, and she's quite, she's a, she's a very well-spoken, well-rounded teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was with you, and you become a teenager, your parents shouldn't do everything for you. Like, no. they can't take a more hands-off approach where they're like, here's your goal, you figure out how to get there. Yeah. It's quite good. And she's got good values. Yeah. So, like, either he or uh, her mum have, like, installed that in her from childhood. Oh, she doesn't remember her mum had oh. died of a freak liposuction accident. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> she was a baby. Yeah, okay, so her dad has, basically. Um, yeah. Valid. Valid. How do you think he compares to you... The dad in actual Emma. Ooh, he's way less annoying. Yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. but the dad in Emma is very, like, I feel, like, very anxious. Like, because he, he, I think, because of the nature of the Regency period, whenever women get married, they leave your house. Mm-hmm. And after, like, I think his wife died, I think it became supremely anxious about losing people, like... Because he doesn't have any sons, so he he's only got... Sons. He's only got his daughters. And uh, when Emma's sister... Yeah, she gets married. Well, no, but what's her common her name is? Oh, I can't remember what her name is either. She's barely in it. She's barely in it. Um, when she goes away, um, I think that sets off a lot of his anxiety about Emma also leaving mm. and why she never wants to get married. 
Yeah. Um, so I think they're very close, and I think he's a good dad in that he's very he's not dismissive of his daughters or like thinks that they're not clever or great or whatever. He's not sex sexist in that way. I think he's just. He doesn't want to lose them, and unfortunately, he lives in a society where women have to leave the house mm. when they get married. Yeah. Well, that's typical. And if that, that, that puts a lot of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, so so definitely not quite good. He's also good not as... as obsessed about crafts. <laughs> which I felt very irritating the first time I read it. <laughs> it's cold. It's trapped. But to be fair, they do make that great use of that in the film. That's great. In the that's more hilarious. recent film. Yeah, that's anyway. Okay. Right. Um, okay, so... That's Clueless, and I am doing Jane Eyre, because I both watched the movie, the more recent one, with uh, Michael Fassbender in it, and, and read Amy, the book. What's her name? Mia Wachowski? Wachowski? No. No, that's the Wachowski sisters. Uh, was he couch? Yes. <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> I, I'm going to look it up and get the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, like, re-record that bit and I'll, like, slot it in so it doesn't have me just stopping in the middle of the, the word and be like, I can't remember how to finish let's, this. Let's leave a pause. Done. There we Here go. Here we go. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I also read the book this week. And you might be thinking to yourself, I don't think there are very many dad figures in China. And, like, you kind of would be right. There's not, really. So this is going to be quite short. Um, but I wanted to do it because one of, like, the big things that kind of is important in the plot is the fact that Jane is hired to look after Mr. Rochester's ward. Yep. That's kind of like how they mean everything. Yeah. Um, Adele Varens, um, who's this little girl. She her mum was a French opera singer, and um, her mum died, and then Mitch, Mr. Rochester kind of like took her in. And in the movie, they just like completely gloss over like how yeah. this all came to Did be. She die of of like a neurodegenerative. It's not. It's not actually mentioned in the book okay. how she died, but she died. Okay. Um, but uh, in the book, you get a lot more detail, and I think it's with the adaptation to get a lot more detail. And the uh, her mum was um, Mr. Rochester's mistress at like you know about ten years before the book starts, or like five to ten years before the book yeah. starts. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he, he uh, finds out that she's also sleeping with somebody else, and potentially lots of other people. It's kind of implied that that's like, as well as being an opera singer, she's sort of like a professional mistress, and she like sort of comes people into giving her lots of money. At least that's Mr. Rochester's point of view on it. You don't get anybody else's point of view on it because... Mr. Rochester has a tenuous, <laughs> a tenuous link to reality. <laughs> and, and the, the truth, best of times. And the best of times. So I don't know if I'll take his word on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be... Uh, I just, think he's probably more like... Maybe like Gigi's family from the movie Gigi where, like, they are all professional mistresses. Yeah. You, you don't know that much, but you do hear from Adele that she used to sing and dance for all of her mum's gentleman callers. Mm. So in the time period, that would probably have been quite something. I think probably weren't very well paid, so more power to her, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Mr. Rochester gets very angry and her, yeah. cuts her off from his all this money because he was paying for her apartment or whatever and goes and gets another mistress in Italy, obviously. That's what you do. Um, and like very far to go just for like a... Um, a booty call. Oh, oh he's staying out of. He's he's oh, just yeah. traveling around Europe because he's like, I don't want to go home because my mad wife is in the attic and I hate my life and everything sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like trying to avoid all of his problems um, and only go back as 
little as as he possibly has to. Anyway, so um, how did he? Well, I guess he found out about the other gentleman callers because he was there. My bad. I thought it was like you know he yeah six months. He goes. To, he talks about her. He goes to visit her, and he's sitting on the balcony, uh, and it like because she's she's not back yet, and then she comes in with uh, a guy, and he being Mister Rochester like hides. He hides he and he watches and he like he. Go, Bursts in in the middle of the conversation and is like, "Mr. Rochester is a dirty bird. <laughs> He's he likes drama. <laughs> he thinks he doesn't like the drama, but he loves the drama. He loves for drama. He loves for drama. Um, and yeah, so uh, uh, Adele's mother at some point, it's not really clear when, tells Mr. Rochester and like presents Adele to him and is like, "This is your daughter." Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Rochester does not believe it. He's like, "She doesn't look like me." We don't really have any kind of characteristics in common or anything like that. But when um, she dies, he's like, well, I guess I guess I've got to look after her. Mm. Which is actually a good point for Mr. Rochester because, like, uh, he's... He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Uh, like, she could have been anybody's kid. Didn't have to, but he took her in. Got her a governess. Got her, like, well-educated. Also, Mr. Rochester does love drama. And nothing says drama like an illegitimate child. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is true that is probably and I, he's plausible deniability because he's like why not be my child I think it's one of the things that Jane really likes about him as well is yeah. like he tries to be nice to people even when he doesn't have to be yeah like he's he looks all crotchety and grumpy on the outside but secretly he's nice and yeah. I'm like yes but he also secretly has a wife in the attic he has a wife and secretly loves drama <laughs> and se- not so secretly loves drama yeah so like how does he do as a as a father figure to Adele I think Medium. Medium. He's not great. Okay. But he's compared to what could have happened to her, she's doing pretty well. Yeah. Um he gets her governess. Yeah. He takes an interest in her. She's doing better than the Bennett sisters. Yeah. Dad supposedly loved them. Yeah, I know. He's he takes her in, pays for education. I mean he's not around a lot at the beginning. Until he, like, comes back and he meets Jane and he's like, oh, my fucking God. I need to marry this woman that I met, like, stone, 20, 10 minutes ago. bitch who doesn't like me. I love her. But, yeah. And he's like, I must stay here forever now. Great. Um, but he talks to her and he does this time. He buys her presents. Mm. Um, and it's a little bit sarky from what I remember. Yeah. But I don't think that's... He's sarky with everybody. Yeah. The thing that is not so great about his, like, parenting ability, though, is that he does say that he doesn't really like children quite a lot. Mm. And so sometimes he'll do things and he'll be like, Jane, come do this with me. And she's like, can Adele come too? And he's like, I guess because you asked, but if anybody else asked me, I would say no. (laughs) (laughs) We're going shopping and I'm going to buy you presents, but I guess Adele could come as well. That kind of... It's like, are you all paying me to look after her? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, ah, oh, yes, yes. Um, and also when they're planning and he's planning their wedding and they're going to get married, he's like, okay, and then when we get married, we're going to trot off to Europe and we can go around everywhere and I can show you all the sites that I saw in my debauched youth and um, Adele can go to school. <laughs> she can just go to school. Um, Jay's like, oh, triggered. <laughs> Jane had not a fun time at school. No. For people who have read the book. She got tuberculosis and her friend died. She didn't get tuberculosis. Of course she did. And then she got over it. Oh. No, she was fine. Her friend got tuberculosis and died. Maybe she got tuberculosis, but she didn't get it bad. 
They don't know in those days. They don't know in those days. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people at her school died from typhus as well. Yeah. And then it got better, but still it was not great. Yeah, the school got in trouble because so many of the people died, didn't they? And then yeah, because they their like treasurer was like, we must save money, and like they f- gave them like hardly any food, and everybody was like really skinny, and then typhus came along, and then like loads of them died. Yeah. So that was yes. Yeah, so uh, probably not not necessarily. A good I don't think Jane would want suggestion. to send her to school. She does end up going to school, though, at the end. Yeah. After they get married. Although, to be fair, I think she did get sent off to school after the house burnt down yes. before Jane came back. So that wasn't necessarily, like... You can also see choice. why. Because he, uh, he goes blind. Yeah. And loses a hand, which they also don't do in the movie. They just make him go blind. And he still looks, like, super handsome, like Michael Fassbender. And you're like, shouldn't there be some kind of facial scarring from the fire? There should be. There should be, like... I think that the TV show, they do a bit of scarring. Yeah. The TV show is definitely more I kept the book. Hmm. The the movie is more like, ooh, let, let's kind of just do all the themes and themes. the main points of the plot, and then you can just figure it out from there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then she gets... And she says uh, that Jane goes to visit her um, after she marries Mr. Rochester at the end. Like, she's kind of, like, looking 10 years back, and she's like, yeah. I would go and see her, and she would come and visit in the holidays. But it wasn't like... There was no mention of Mr. Rochester going to see her after that point. Mm. So... We... Yes, he can't really travel. He's very badly hurt. That is true. Um, I think once Jane went and saw that she was all right in a school and there was no school, I think she would be less worried. Yes, probably. Um, But I do feel like... She's in, like, a safe safe place Mm. and she's got people to look after her and she's got enough money to kind of live. Like, she's been provided with all of that by Mr. Rochester, but she's not necessarily being provided with, like, love. a loving father figure who mm. is, like, don't worry about anything because I'll always be here for you. Mm. Just be, like, you're my responsibility and I'm going to take care of you, but that's as far as it goes, really. Yeah. Get married as soon as parts you become somebody else's problem. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would say... I'd say probably complex. Complex. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I put him down as just no because he's quite nice to her most of the time. Yeah, and she doesn't seem to be put out by it at all. She's mm. just like, I really. To be fair, I can't actually tell though because I don't speak French and they don't, as is often the case, actually provide translations. They're just like she's just talking French now, and we just assume because you're a well-educated young lady that you also speak French and you can tell what's going on. Put them in Google Translate. I could, but I didn't. I was just like. This is probably not important to the plot. I'm going to skip over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just read what Jane is thinking as a response and infer what the uh, what the conversation is about. <laughs> yeah. So, there we go. That was all I have to say. So, pretty short one this time. Yeah, it's only 11 minutes. Yeah. It's very short. Right. Um, thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us. You know the email address if you've listened to this before. We make the ads at gmail.com. Tweet at Danny. Oh god, you need to look at the Twitter. Yeah, uh, at we rent dads. And we'll see you soon. Yeah!